0: Something very mystical happened to every man and woman that were born of the Spirit of God. It's tough to explain, but it's similar to a woman that gets pregnant. The seed of life comes into her and joins with her. And even though she cannot see it, There is the tangible experience that life has been germinated within her. Of course, in science, we can now explain it, but bear with me. It's really mystical. You can look at that woman and say to her, for instance, are you pregnant? You don't look pregnant. And yet she will say, I am. I know. I know. I have the experience. I have a witness within me that something is growing. No, I don't manifest it yet in my belly that is growing, but I know that I know that I know there is life that has been germinated within me. Well, in a mystical way, this is what happened to us the day that we got born again. God, by his spirit in Christ, in a way came into my spirit man that was made alive. Like a woman that conceived, I, in the womb of my spirit, in a way conceived God. I became, pardon the mysticism, I became pregnant with God. But you cannot see it. I don't have the evidence, the fruit of the Spirit just yet. I don't have the belly, by way of metaphor, to show that I'm actually pregnant with God. So people may look at me or scoff and mock and, where's God? Prove God. Do something. Yet I know that I know that I know God is now my Father. I experience Him but I certainly can't prove him, I can't explain him, but I know. What is that knowing that we experience, that confidence, that assurance? That knowing is what the New Testament describes as a testimony within us. God's Son is as real to us as he was real to the people in the first century by way of blood by way of flesh, by way of handling him and seeing him with their eyes, we have that witness in our spirit man. We may not understand it fully in our mental capacity, but my inner man has such an assurance. That is what Paul talks about also in Romans chapter 8 when he says that the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Spirit testifies. The Spirit agrees. The Spirit affirms and confirms that I am now a son and I am a daughter of God. A little bit mystical, but that is the Christian's experience. Now, what do I do with that experience? Well... We have to, like a pregnant woman who guards that life entity growing within her, you and I have to learn to guard this testimony. When my circumstances says there is no God, and the scoffers and the mockers and the persecutors say there is no God, will I believe their version of reality, or will I cling to the testimony within us. Beloved, I want to minister this concept, but it's, it's more than a concept. It's more than a Bible verse. It's more than just another truth. It's an actual experience. And I often ask people, do you have this internal witness, this testimony? Do you know that you know that you know that you know? And since you know, Do you guard it? Do you cooperate with it? Do you let the life of God that is growing within you have a way, have a sway, have a purpose, have a mission, have a mandate? I hope this message challenges you as I spoke it to a group of young people long ago that, yep, men or women, we are pregnant with God. And it's imperative that we learn to cooperate with the, the life within us and partner instead of rebelling and kicking against it to submit to it and to just harbor it and let it grow within us. I hope for all of you who have the Spirit of God within you and the witness of God within you, I hope this message just reminds you the person of Jesus Christ is growing in you. Pay attention. Keep him safe within you. Nurture your Lord in spirit within you. Because slowly but surely, as he is growing, we're going to begin to manifest, even as a woman in time begins to manifest her pregnancy, you and I are going to begin to manifest the fruit of the Spirit, the character and the likeness and the image and the dominion and authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, guard the testimony of life within you. 1 John chapter 5, verse 10. He who believes into the Son of God has the testimony in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony which God has testified concerning his Son. And this is the testimony that we have. This is the testimony that Francois has on the inside of him. I can say I have this testimony on the inside of me. That's why God is not a liar. Other people do not have the testimony on the inside of them and they say God is a liar. This can't be true. I don't experience it. I don't feel it. I don't sense it. But because they don't have the testimony on the inside, they say God is a liar. I, on the other hand, And you, brother and sister, we have this testimony on the inside. And even though we cannot see, we know the testimony. And so we say God is true because of the testimony inside of us. You got the context? Okay. And this is the testimony that I have that God gave to us eternal life. And this life is in His Son how do you know that God is true how do you know there is a god out there how do you know he's real to you by the way of life all the atheists tells us no there is no god You're a liar. God is a liar. This is all myth. If you have the testimony on the inside and eternal life through this Son of God, through this man, He will witness with your spirit this is real, even though I cannot show it to you. Do you experience God's testimony. Saints, if you give yourself to the Lord every single day more and more and more, and you lay yourself before Him, consecrate and you live devotedly before Him, that testimony will grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And this is the testimony. God gave me eternal life in His Son. I can't explain it to you, I can't show it to you, but it witnesses deep on the inside. Saints, life is present. What type of life? Eternal Zoe life. Look at verse 12, he who has the Son has this life. And he who does not have the Son of God does not have this life. Life equals a Son equals a testimony. No life equals no Son equals no testimony. How many Christians have you met, how many brothers and sisters have you met that say, yes, I believe in the Lord up there yonder somewhere, but they have no testimony on the inside. Saints, they're not born again. That's why Paul asked them, did you receive the Spirit the day you were saved? Acts 19 to the Ephesians. Did you receive the Spirit? Because if you received the Spirit, you received the testimony. Then you know you belong to the Son of God. You know the Son of God lives and moves and have His being in me as I do in Him. You know that you know that you know. This is verse 13, 1 John 5 verse 13. I have written these things to you. That you may know, you can circle that word, know by experience. Know by experience. Circle that word in your Bible. I have written these things to you that you may know by experience that you have eternal life. To you who believe into the name of the Son of God. I spoke to a leadership council there the other day, and I didn't know how to introduce the school. So I spoke to them immediately about objective truth versus subjective experience. And I said, all these saints who came to Legacy objectively believe there's a God in heaven somewhere. I can't see Him, but okay, I'll look up. And I said, all of them have believed in the Lord since a very, very young age, but the Lord seems to be just this objective God in the sky. I said, but my goal at legacy and our pleading with the Spirit of God is that that God up there, that precious Lord would become their subjective experience so that they can say I have a testimony on the inside of life and that life is a person. And I spoke about objective versus subjective truth and experience. And lo and behold, afterwards, I had no less than four people storm me the other day. Four people storm me after the meeting, say, Francois, I want more of the subjective reality. I couldn't believe it. Even adults asking me, what can we do that we can come to learn how to subjectively walk with our Lord? And I looked at it and I thought, this is too amazing. My school is for young people. But the same thing we're trying to teach you is the desire of those older. You know what it tells me? Even those older people have grown up, grown up. Now they're 40, 50, 60. And they still just have an objective truth. But they long, just like you and me, they long for a subjective experience. The testimony here. You will have to pray for us how we're going to minister to adults one day. Because they want what you are getting here. And I'm not for one minute supposing we have all the answers. But we are trying to make you aware by experience that you have a testimony on the inside. But if the testimony has no voice within you now, and it's not being strengthened, the Son of God is not being stretched out in you, enlarged, we say... Another way, if God is not gaining ground in you, the testimony is only this big, you will probably not too long from now sit in a restaurant and somebody will ask you something about Jesus and you'll go, uh, 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 uh. And you won't be able to give utterance to a testimony on the inside because life is not growing in you now. And you will deny, like Peter, your Lord. That testimony is desirous to grow. That eternal life, that seed, that tree is wanting to stretch out in you. Sitting in that restaurant, there's no shame because the testimony will now be expressed through you. This is God's desire. My point, you will have to let the testimony stretch you, grow you, mature you. So that in that moment, the devil can do all sorts of external thingies, and you will say, even if you slay me, I have the testimony that God is life in me. I don't need to defend Him, prove Him, argue Him, or presumptuously act for Him. You can kill me now. I really don't care. I will die in the Lord. I told some of the saints last night and I'll repeat it just briefly. The day you got saved, you were not aware of this, but God sowed the tree of life into you and the testimony. And many of us, since the day we got saved, we didn't care for the internal voice, the internal testimony of the Son of God. We didn't care for what was sown in us, we didn't nourish, we didn't protect. We didn't pay attention to that testimony. And so that testimony never quite grew to full maturity. It's like a woman that gets pregnant, I mentioned this last night, when a woman knows she has received the seed of her husband, there's life implanted in her. When a sperm in that egg hits at the right time, there is what we call conception, germination. And that two become one. Once the woman knows there's the testimony of life on the inside of her, that woman stops drinking. Have you noticed? She stops smoking. She don't do skydiving no more or bungee jumping. She, she's done with horse riding and uh, mountain biking and Whatever. Somehow the woman instinctively knows, I have got to guard the testimony on the inside. And when that seed is planted into a woman, the full potential for a human being is right there. Our culture, of course, disputes that. But we would teach, when the sperm and the egg hits, the full potential for human life is there. Life is there, although in seed form. Even so, the day you got saved, the Spirit of God and your human spirit connected. Bam! The two became one. And the full potential for a Christ expression is right there in that seed. The full potential. Out of that seed and that egg will come a heart and livers and kidneys and bones and a brain and a spine and toenails, for crying out loud. Everything. Is right there. And even so, when the seed of God hits the, the spirit of man, everything for Christ likeness, the speech of Christ, the mind of Christ, the wisdom of Christ, the power of Christ, everything is right there as a testimony inside of you. Most of you started living frivolously in the Christian life. You did bungee jumping in the spirit, and boof, that thing that was planted on the inside was disturbed. Most of you smoked, and you still did this, and you still did that, and you never cared intently, alertly, for the testimony on the inside, or many, many times that testimony was afforded no growth. Because you ate all sorts of other guck, instead of eating the nourishment that will grow the seed of life. You just need to know what happens in a woman's body is very much a type and a shadow of what happens in your spiritual womb. Saints, you will have to take care of the seed of life on the inside. That seed is a person. And you have that person's testimony. And this book of John was written. In fact, we can say very freely though, the entire Bible was written, not as a book for your knowledge, but as a book for life, Amen. a book to grow the life. It is a testimony. The scriptures is a testimony not to just feeding the intellectual mind. It's a testimony feeding the spirit that impregnated you with the person of Christ. What will you do with the seed on the inside of you? men? I know you are breaking out in a sweat right now (laughs) because I'm about to tell you something strange. You too have the womb of a woman in your spirit. I think it's easier for ladies to understand this because they have a literal womb. They are built in a sense to produce. But even so for us men, in my spirit, I have a womb as well. And that Christ that was put into you as a testimony needs nourishment. How will you nourish the seed within you? A few things. Read the Word. Be in prayer. Soak. Sing. Walk with the Lord. Call on the Lord. It's very practical. If you don't bungee jump as a natural woman, don't do satanic things as a spiritual person. Stay away from satanic Worldly, religious, traditional, cultural things. Because it will not feed the seed on the inside. Stay in the Word. Stay before the Lord. Stay humble. Stay sensitive. And you feed the seed of life within you. I'll close with this. Have you met a man or a woman that are 30 years old, 20 years old? they've been born again two years, three years. And somehow they are just so mature in the Lord. And here I am. I've been saved now for 15, 16 years. I'm still like at square one. And this person has already progressed to level number 20. Have you met people like that? And you're asking yourself, how did they get there so quickly? Are they brilliant? Did they just read a lot of books? Well, what did they do? How many of you have met men that are 60 years old? They've walked with God their whole life, but they're as shallow as anybody's business. They have no depth in God. And you're asking yourself, you've been with God your whole life, and and you still cannot tell me anything about the Lord? Well, what's going on here? Each person that gets saved has a testimony of life in his spiritual womb. And it's up to each person how he handles the word of life. Some people handle it very carelessly. Other people handle it very carefully. There's a conscience of the Lord in me. There's a fellowship of the Lord. There's a testimony. There's an intuition. I pay attention to it. And somehow in a year or two, that young brother is so mature. The rest of us... Many of us, we get impregnated by the Lord's life and we are living in a loose way. I watch a movie whenever I want. I watch whatever I want. I don't consult with the Lord. I don't live a life of stopping and say, Lord, is this you or is it just me? Father, I give you this moment. I give you this next half hour. Those of us who just live loosely, carelessly, we find ourselves that, uh, The testimony never grows within me. Have you noticed a brother that saved a year or two? That testimony is very much alive within that brother. Somehow he opens up his mouth and it's as though heaven is speaking through the man. Where did you get this wisdom? Of course, he can't explain it. But if you take the layers away and you open up the curtain, you will see this man takes care of the seed inside of him. And that testimony now has conviction. Christ in him now has wisdom. Christ in him has power. And yet we all say, you're not a studied man, you're a fisherman. And he says, well, I've been with Jesus. I have the testimony of Jesus. I take care of the presence. I practice the presence. Which one are you? Will you live the rest of your Christian life in a loose way? Or will you live very sober before the seed that was implanted into you? Amen? Where are you?